Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning and a happy Friday to Bobcat and Rattler fans across San Marcos. This is your Friday edition of Bobcat Radio. I'm your host, Kobe Jackson, and with me on the boards producing is my man, Paxton Graff, and my co-host, Giancarlo Cacho. We have another good lineup for you guys today, but before we get into any of that, let's throw it to Giancarlo for a word from our sponsors. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast, Bobcat Radio, located on the northbound front of I-35 at Guadalupe Street. In San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info on menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. All right. Thank you, John Carlo. We're going to go ahead and dig right into it. We're going to be going and dig into Texas State men's basketball as they are currently uh, five and four on the year. Their next game will be against UT Arlington. It is a it's one of those rivalries in Texas uh, basketball that you normally see a lot, mostly in non-conference games. So I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, I'm going to throw it to y'all. What do y'all what do y'all expect from this Bobcat team? Yeah, with the this Bobcat team starting off the season, it you know they've had their strong suits, they've had their weak suits. Um, one thing against their game against Rice, which I predicted them to win last time we talked about Texas State men's basketball, they just could not get it going from the three point range, and their defense was lackluster against Rice at the three point line as well. Rice shot over fifty percent in the first and second half um, of the game, and in the first half, Texas State couldn't even get it, couldn't make a three pointer. And just it shows the just how how the loss of Caleb Asbury and some key pieces mm-hmm. like Isaiah Small as well from last season have impacted this team. Mm-hmm. And going into UT Arlington, which is no longer part of the Sun Belt, um, the part of the WAC conference, um, it's still good to have this uh, rivalry um, matchup as well. But they just need to pick it up. And comparing to last season when they had a strong start to open up in in the game, uh, in um, play of the regular season. Um, they just need to sharpen sharpen their defense and offense going into conference play. Um, and if they do that against UT Arlington and then Mary Harden Baylor and these other non-conference games, they'll look as a strong suit in the Sun Belt, which they're not looking currently at the moment. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm curious to see how they will play against UTA. I was fortunate enough to go to the last matchup against UTA at Strand Arena. It was our uh, annual blackout game, and that was such a fun environment. And we had the newly acquired Bobcat crew. I believe that was one of their first games that they actually attended, and it was just it was an awesome experience. Now, unfortunately, we don't get that in our own backyard this year at Strand Arena. We get in Fort Worth, though, which is about, <laughs> I want to say, 20 minutes away from Arlington, where UTA's from, uh, probably about 15 minutes, actually, uh, at beautiful Dickies Arena. That that arena is uh, very nice. It's probably a year, maybe two years old now, <laughs> uh, and they've, they've played multiple volleyball games there and basketball tournament games. But enough about that. I mean, this men's basketball team, you know, like you're saying, they, they're definitely missing Caleb Asbury. Um, as kind of that key player 
Um, it, it's kind of shown signs early, but they've had injuries all year. Rice was really the first game where they kind of had some of those big name players back. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was kind of obvious that they haven't practiced with each other in a while. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, expecting them to kind of pick up those pieces a little bit especially with uh let's see that game was sunday so the six game break or six six day break between them mm -hmm. uh gives them a lot of experience a lot of time to practice with each other i mean their last four games it's a win loss win loss yeah. so you know if that trend continues that means they win this game but we will see because that will be tomorrow. Yeah, and absolutely. And, no, and you know, kind of point out and stuff that uh, UT Arnson's men's basketball team is on a two-game losing streak, losing to uh, LSU and then losing to uh, North Texas. Both of them were actually close. So they actually lost to LSU by four points, and then they lost to North Texas by three. So they were, they were both close games. But the player to keep uh, an eye out for is Shamir Wilson, averaging nine points, uh, almost ten points a game. So you kind of got to – Watch out for him as he's been kind of their leading scorer. But yes, they will be playing UT Arlington tomorrow. Uh, excuse me. Yes, tomorrow at 6 30 p.m. in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, so be sure to run on. If you guys are not, I mean, if you guys are out of town, be sure to make sure and tune in and catch your Bobcats in UT Ar in Arlington. But now we're going to kind of switch gears to Texas State women's basketball as they'll be playing against Morgan State on December 11th. And we've been talking about this girls' basketball team, how they've been absolutely consistent they're five and two currently on the year and they're just hot they're just really hot obviously knocking off a big rivalry in utsa the i-35 rivalry as we like to call it and then knocking off uh, Loyola marymount uh, also winning by 12 points i mean this team's this team's hot obviously denasia hood and kennedy taylor the main two who are returning from last year's roster obviously making an impact on this team but they got another matchup uh this sunday against morgan state so uh I gotta ask y'all. I mean, I'm I'm saying we're looking for they're looking for another win, but what what do you guys think? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but the thing I want to point out in this record is they've beaten unsuccessful teams mm -hmm. and they've lost to good teams. And Morgan State is a smaller uh, school and a smaller team, but they're seven and two overall. So going into this matchup, I'm just wondering how they can perform against teams that have success mm -hmm. because UTSA big school but not doing well. Also, uh, Marymount. Did, was had one win going into that mm -hmm. matchup, and they only beat them by 12. They should have beat them by 20, 30. I mm -hmm. mean, they put 100 on another school earlier in the season. So mm -hmm. just it's good to see them have a good record right now, but I want to see how that holds up against teams and programs that are stronger. And it's just good to see that at least Denasia Hood, Tanya Eaton, Kennedy Taylor, Lauren Thompson, all returners um, from last season are still gelling, are still gelling well together and mm -hmm. playing well together. It's just... How is that going to face up against conference play, against tougher opponents, against more successful programs? That's what I want to see because, you know, in the beginning of the season, it's too early to call it. Um, but I like the way that they've been playing so far. Yeah, I have as well. And I, I was able to call that last game against Loyola Marymount. And you're right. I honestly think they should have dominated that game. And they never really, I mean, their highest lead, I believe, was like 16, something like that. Uh, and they just they couldn't really maintain that high lead. Um, and then r there was about four minutes left in the game, I believe. They're up 65 to 50. And I kid you not, with two minutes left, somehow Marymount was 65 to 60. <laughs> they, they came back and scored 10 points just like that. So I, I don't really know what uh, is going on with that women's team. As far as these lower level schools, they're not really able to get that 
clear advantage, but they have one. That That is the ultimate deal you want. But Ja'Kayla Bowie and Taylor Pruitt, those are names that you don't really hear a lot. They've been going off these past few games. I mean, against UTSA, Ja'Kayla Bowie had a mm-hmm. season high of 16 points. Last game, she, she had a great outing. I'm wondering how she'll do this game. Uh, Taylor Pruitt, the same. Uh, and then another key deal that I looked at last week, they were, oh, I forget the t- final number. I believe it was 94, 94% at the free throw line. They oh, they wow. were like 13 of 14 from the free throw line, something like that. And it was it was awesome to watch. Uh, unfortunately, they were able to get the, the 100%. It came in like the last 30 seconds of the game. It was just an intentional foul, and they missed it. But still, 94% from the free throw line, that's pretty freaking good. So Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, some hey, free throws can affect the game. You've seen it from college basketball, and obviously, you know, in the NBA and the WNBA, free throws are very crucial when it comes to basketball, especially in mm-hmm. going into the fourth quarter or in overtime. And, you know, change of possession, you never know, a buzzer beater could happen if on a missed free throw. You never know. It could happen. But, yeah, Shaq knows about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but one thing I want to kind of note out here is that you know Morgan State they were actually on a six game uh winning streak at one point at the start of the season and then they dropped their two games in a tournament in Port, uh, Puerto Rico one uh, against Stephen F. Austin and then to Boston College and then they got back on their winning ways against Townsend and then they had two games that were canceled one was against Texas A&M and then another was against Marquette so this is actually their first game that they'll be playing uh you know, back from the two cancellation games. So, uh, but honestly, I think that kind of dies their momentum a little bit because of the way, you know, canceling games, that kind of, you know, kills them with practice. I know practice is kind of limited uh, for their schedule sometimes. So, you know, it can it can happen. But honestly, I think, you know, both teams have something to prove here. I really think that both of them can have a strong, you know, possibility of making this game close. But hopefully the Bobcats can pull it out so you can catch that game this sunday at strahan arena at three o'clock this sunday texas state bobcats will be taking on morgan state at 3 p.m in strahan but we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll be talking about some san marcus high school basketball both for the men and women and dig into a little bit of national sports with college football heisman talk and bowl game predictions but don't go anywhere you're listening to bobcat radio on ktsw 89.9 Welcome back to Bobcat Radio here on this Friday, Friday, December 9th on a lovely Friday. A little bit cloudy there, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But now we're going to go ahead and transition into some te- uh, San Marcos Rattler High School basketball. And we're going to start with the men's side of things as they are currently 11 and 2 on the year. So they kind of a little bit picking up of what they of what they did last year. And I know we were talking about them being in a new district, how, you know, they're not you know playing like Travis or Westlake anymore you know, the big powerhouses in that district. But, you know, they're off to an awesome start so far this season. They uh, won. They have they are on a five-game winning streak currently, being Rouse Central Catholic, Brentwood Christian, Hutto yesterday, and then Liberty Hill yesterday as they're currently in a tournament, a neutral uh, site uh, tournament this weekend. So they obviously won their last two games against Hutto and Liberty Hill. And then they are actually currently playing right now against Sam Houston. They actually tipped off at 10, around the 1030 mark. So, but, you know, we've been talking about the San Marcus team, how, you know, all the guys that, you know, were returning, like Caden Gums, for example, he's been absolutely sensational this year so far. And everything has been, you know, you know, working for the San Marcus Rattlers basketball team. But I kind of want to get y'all's insight. Where, where do you see this basketball team going so far? Well, I mean, they're they're obviously starting off really hot. I mean, last year, 
this team you kind of saw uh, kind of turn around from the year prior. Uh, the year prior was my first year. I don't remember the final record, but I think they were either just below 500 or right at 500, like 16 and 16 or 14 and 16, somewhere around there. Last year, they obviously made the playoffs for the first time in a while. This year, I mean, they are off to a dominant start. They're 10 and 2, I believe. Is it's mm-hmm. what you said? They're ten and two. I couldn't remember if it was nine and two, but I forgot last night's wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, ten and two right now, and uh, they're. I mean, they're they're looking phenomenal. And then Mateus Perkins. I don't know if y'all saw this on Twitter. Had a phenomenal posterized dunk against. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember who it was against actually, uh, but it was all over Twitter. And props to him because I mean I I can't even dunk, let alone <laughs> over another man. So uh, give props to him. But I mean, yeah, they're they're starting great. Uh, I am curious to see how transfer over to district, but like you said, you're not you're not with the powerhouses of Westlake and Lake Travis anymore. I mean, your toughest opponent's probably going to be maybe Judson or Church Clemens, something like that. They are good teams. I don't think they're as tough anywhere near like Westlake or Lake Travis, but they are still tough teams. So this team, we could potentially be in talks of winning the district, which yeah. would be huge going into playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the the future is definitely bright. Fortunately, we won't be calling any games for about the next month for them. Yeah. Uh, but when we come back, we are definitely going to be putting on some of those home games. Yeah, this team just looks strong opening up the season. And especially, you know, with the change of districts, just picking off these San Antonio area, San Antonio area schools and little towns around, they've been looking sharp, you know, I, Love that they beat Central Catholic. Uh, it's just a little <laughs> bias on my part. But the way that they've been performing in this tournament, like uh, getting 20-plus in, in quarters, that's that's important. If you can get 20-plus points in a quarter in high school, that's, that's a key, and that's going to get you success, obviously. And just the way that they've been defending as well, um, averaging, I think, around what I saw on Max Press was about three or four blocks a game, um, which is key. Um, defense wins championships and just the way this team has been playing so far to open up the season I definitely see them going strong in the playoffs and winning the district that's my early prediction um, for this team (laughs) but the way Malik Presley has been playing just the way this team has been playing especially without um, the key player in Caden Gums the Texas State commit has just been uh, valuable to see from the Rattlers yeah absolutely and the Rattlers like we talked about you know, coming off of you know new district, uh, you know coming off of an old district last year in the you know Judson Steel, uh, uh, Clem- Sam- uh, Samuel Clemens district into a newer, uh, um, excuse me, uh, this district, uh, and then coming from you know obviously the district with like Travis and and Westlake and all them guys, I feel like the pressure is somewhat still up, but at the same time kind of decreased a little bit because they have I believe they have more chances now, of you know being you know in the district where there's you know. I wouldn't say less tougher opponents, but still tough that can give you that can give you a game and give you a game every seat, every time out, every, you know, every time they play. And it just it continues that. But uh, but yeah, so Rattlers will be playing. So Rat- currently Rattlers are playing uh, Sam Houston right now in a uh, neutral side tournament. Their next game will be on Tuesday in uh, at it'll be here in San Marcos at La- and uh, against Lamb. Uh, tip off is at seven o'clock. So uh, if you're still in town for, uh, you know, for Sam Mar- uh, for the Rattlers, be sure to go check them out and go watch them and root for your your Rattlers. But now we're going to transition into the women's uh, side of the Rattlers team as they are currently t- ten and six on the year, and their next game is actually going to be tonight here at um, in San Marcos against Fredericksburg, who are uh, currently 
14 and 2 on the year and guys you know we've been talking about this rat this lady rat this ladies rattlers team you know off to a little bit of a up and down start but you know they're finally getting back to their winning ways finally you know currently 10 and 6 on the year a little bit you know I wouldn't say I know the boys are doing much better, but, you know, the girls, they're trying to, you know, kind of, I would say, match their intensity, match their, you know, athleticism. So but everything has been clicking for this this ladies Rattlers team, uh, you know, real quick. Uh, you know, I know tonight is another tough test against Fredericksburg, but I honestly think that, you know, the Rattlers could really do something if they could beat uh, Fredericksburg. Fredericksburg is a tough opponent, but we will uh, we will definitely see tonight. We unfortunately we haven't been able to call any of their games so far uh, due to either men's basketball or women's mm-hmm. basketball as well being broadcasted. But we finally get to call them tonight, and uh, Joey Gonzalez and Ryan will be on that call. Absolutely. So uh, you know y'all definitely tune into that. It'll be right around six fifteen tonight. So definitely tune into that. But it should be a good game. Now Fredericksburg, most people hear that and like, oh, they're going to lose this one, but. I mean, this girls' basketball team, they've got something to prove this year. They they went and lost in the first round last year in the playoffs. I think they're out to prove something this year, maybe go a little bit further, and that starts by winning against a big team like Fredericksburg. So expect to see something special tonight maybe from Sailor Upshaw. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this team just overall is – men starting off pretty well. I mean, 10-6 and six isn't bad. And just the way that they've been playing, picking up from last season, has just been remarkable to see – offensively they're sharp defensively as well if you see in their losses only one loss where it wasn't that close um in the score in the box score but going into this game i think just the way they've been playing is is strong and you know i feel like they can turn it around you know compared to how the boys have been and how the boys are just like this have been the star of Mm -hmm. of basketball you know they definitely can hold their own and especially going against a tough fort and two Fredericksburg um, ladies team I mm-hmm. definitely think they can pick it up and pull off the win yeah absolutely so like Paxton said earlier you can catch that game tonight here in San Mar- here in San Marcos where join our own Joey Gonzalez and Ryan Liguez will be on the call for the final time this semester and then we will be on a break for the moment for uh, the moment time being for the winter break and we won't be back till January I believe January 18th 19th around yeah around, around that, that time yeah around that yeah. time so be sure to tune in and take a listen to our wonderful wonderful staff uh, staff members doing their best work but now that is going to wrap up text uh actually we got one more texas state news for you and actually we're going to actually transition now into national sports we're going to go ahead and dig right into college football it is officially the postseason of college football and now we're going to before we get into the bowl games we're going to talk a little bit about you know the heisman because i know you know obviously you know the last week uh, of the you know college football season was huge, especially with all the big upsets that happened, and then obviously the conference championships that stunned a lot of people with you know, some of the games that were played. But I kind of want to get y'all's input. Who at this po- moment, at this time, who do you think is winning the Heisman Trophy? Well, I um, <sighs> ah, Heisman Trophy so controversial these days. I um, <laughs> honestly, I already know Caleb Williams is going to win it. I don't think that should be the wow. winner. I don't want him to be the winner because <laughs> I think Max Duggan is the most deserving guy on that list. And in case the viewers don't know, it's Caleb Williams for USC, uh, Caleb Stroud for Ohio State, Max Duggan for TCU, and Stetson Bennett for Georgia. Uh, uh, C.J. Stroud does not deserve that, in my opinion. He had the biggest stage against Michigan and 
did awful. I think he had two interceptions, and like it just was not a good game for him. Caleb Williams at least has the benefit of he can perform on the big stages, but Max Duggan. Oh my goodness! Did y'all watch that Big Twelve Conference Championship? I did. That game? was amazing. He literally left it all on the field. Mm-hmm. Now you can say the same for Caleb Williams, but Caleb Williams did it right. F Utah on his fingertips. Mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> think. I don't think that's very Heisman material. I think that's yeah. very immature in my opinion. And I think Max Duggan, he's just he's got that swagger of him, but he's not going to be arrogant and show it off in front of you. He's just going to prove it on the field, and then be humble about it. And that's what I love more about Max Duggan. I don't really like the team that he plays for. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a hater of TCU, but I think what Sony Dykes has done with that program, more specifically with Max Duggan, mm-hmm. uh, I think he's the most deserving of it. But so, I so, think Caleb Williams probably so, going. So, no question, because wasn't Bryce Young in that conversation of the Heisman also? Uh, Bryce, yeah, no, he's actually sixth in voting. Oh, wow. Uh, Hendon Hooker was fifth, uh, okay. but they only do the top four. Gotcha. John Carl? Yeah, I'm definitely have to agree with you there. Uh, I believe Max Duggan should get, and that's a little biased, you know, with uh, Texas teams. But, um, <laughs> but you know, you know me, I'm a Texas boy. I gotta represent. Um, but uh, definitely, you know, Caleb Williams just and C.J. Stroud and Sensen Bennett. I just, you know, they're common. The big schools, you know, TCU though coming out this year and getting in the college football playoff. I definitely think that Max Duggan ha- is, you know, a key to this success and deserves. Um, some recognition and it would be amazing if he were to get the Heisman yeah I mean and like Paxton said that Big 12 championship game really just showed how Mm -hmm. you know how tough and grit Max Duggan really has for you know this TCU team and he's obviously going to show more of that when unfortunately when um, you know when fortunately they play in uh, the college football playoff semifinal game um, against I believe it's Michigan yeah yeah Michigan okay so I had that right but I mean what I mean that game first of all that game itself was incredibly awesome and then just for you know Max Duggan to you know do what he did and playing through you know those tough hits and tough injuries that he suffered during the game I mean that just shows you that you know no matter what you go through in the game you gotta you know finish with every limp of your body you have left and sure enough he he proved it he seriously proved it so I was more impressed with that, the game alone, I hate the fact that the game ended look the way it did with obviously those two running plays, which still I don't understand still. But, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, Kansas State, unfortunately, came out the victorious. Um, but for me, Max Duggan is for sure the high, my high, you know, hopes for, you know, for the Heisman Trophy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Caleb Williams. I love what he has done at USC with Lincoln Riley. But after what I just saw from Max Duggan this past, you know, this past week, he definitely is well-deserved for the Heisman Trophy. But we're going to stay into the college football area uh, as bowl games are now been released, and we have some interesting predictions for uh, this for some bowl games. So I'm going to actually read off a list of bowl games that I think are really going to be significant. We're going to first start off with the Duluth tra- uh, Training Cure Bowl. It is against, it's basically rival, rival versus rival, UTSA, UTSA, our I-35 rival, takes on our comp, Sunbelt Conference rival, Troy Trojan. So I got to mm-hmm. ask you, who wins that matchup? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, I think Troy. I think Troy's in a tougher conference. They've had a little bit better of the strength of schedule, I guess you can say. 
And I, I, I might, I'm honestly, I'm kind of being biased. I just rather see the Trojans win than the Roadrunners. So just, <laughs> we don't talk about the Roadrunners up here. <laughs> yeah, um, I pick. I'm from San Antonio, so I will pick UTSA to pull this one. I definitely Ooh. think UTSA is strong enough to beat Trojans. Trojans were very strong this season in the Sun Belt, um, but I believe UTSA gets it. That's very interesting. So you're both split on mm-hmm. the choices here. So I guess you're the deciding factor. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, first of all, I had the pleasure of meeting Frank. There was this one day where I had the pleasure of meeting Frank Harris because at first I was I was actually working uh, on a day where he actually came to. I was working at a movie theater and he had, you know came and you know I forgot what movie he was watching. I honestly don't remember, but. Uh, you know, he and we spoke for a good, like a good ten minutes, and the dude was laid back and you know very confident in the way he plays. And I'm gonna go with the UTSA Roadrunners. They are a powerhouse Ooh. team. They are <laughs> <laughs> they are a powerhouse team. They have literally you know everything going in their favor. Obviously, you know conference you know U, uh, conference USA champions this year, back to back this year, and they are you know, extremely hot. They have a lot of players actually going into the draft this coming year. And Frank Harris will actually be staying one more year to finish off his college football career. So there you have it there. And now another Texas team that is going to be playing is in the Valero Alamo bowl, Mm. Texas versus Washington, big 12, Mm. big 10 or big 12 versus pac 12. That is some good action. Uh, we, uh, if y'all don't know the history, that was Steve Sarkeesian's first head coaching job was Washington, and uh, it will be curious to see how he will play against his previous alumni. Um, well, I don't know if you would call that alumni his previous job because mm-hmm. he graduated from BYU, I believe. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I gotta go UT on this. Uh, it could potentially be Bijan's last game mm-hmm. wearing that burn orange jersey, which is sad to think. Um, but I, I gotta go UT on this just because, I mean, UT is my school, I guess you can say besides, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. besides <laughs> Texas state, um, but, clarify, clarify. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I gotta go UT on this one. Yeah. Um, just seeing, I mean, Washington's Washington performed very strong this season. And I mean, before Texas state, I was a UT guy myself and, you know, a little bias with Texas, but it's in neutral territory. It's in San Antonio where I'm from. So. Um, I'm just going to have to pick the better ranked team in this one. I wanted to say Washington beats UT wow. in San Antonio, which wow. will bleed orange. I already know all the, all the oh, stands sure. are going to be orange all over in the Alamo Dome. Oh, absolutely. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, honestly, this team, I mean, first of all, both these teams have something to prove. Obviously, Texas with the up and down season that they had, and then Washington with the big significant win against Oregon, their top rival in the Pac-12. So I honestly think Texas will will be very, con- you know, I think Washington will have strong contenders. However, Texas will win it. I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people will think. Uh, but honestly, Texas will win the Floral Alamo for for what the fifth time, sixth time. Uh, I think they it's won- third time in the last decade. I know yeah. that. Okay, that's what I thought. I don't know overall though. Gotcha, gotcha. So, but yeah, that kind of wraps up for college football. But before we get out of the, before we get out of here, it is that time of the year where oh, we have to. Oh, we have to. Oh, yes. It is that time of the year where everybody, family, friends come together for one glorious glorious holiday and it is the christmas season so i gotta ask y'all what is y'all's favorite christmas movie that you've that you've loved since you were a kid or since you loved recently like what's your favorite 
You, well, go ahead. Go I, I want to hear yours. This might be a little controversial. Uh-oh. Sometimes Uh-oh. it is. Sometimes it is. Die Hard? Is it Die Hard? It's not Die Hard. Okay, <laughs> You're like, that is very controversial. <laughs> but it is Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, that is a little controversial. Yeah. So, you know, some people think it's a Halloween movie. Halloween. Some people think it's a Christmas movie. See, I Some people say it's a Thanksgiving. I, I personally think it's a Halloween movie, but I will oh, give you that. It I'll is a good that. movie. Yeah, I'll I, give it you is that. a good movie. It's, my uh, my all times classic, and I have to choose it is Polar Express. I've li- oh, literally yes. watched it oh, every yes. Christmas Eve growing yes. up. I love it. Uh, the fact that Tom Hanks played like the five characters in that movie <laughs> is beyond mind blowing. Uh, but I mean, I I just love that movie. The way it ends, it's just so poetic. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it's just it's a beautiful movie. Everybody just has to watch it. Absolutely. Uh, that's one of my all. It's it's one of my all time favorite Christmas yeah. movies. But my all time, but my all time all time favorite Christmas movie is a Christmas story. Ooh, that, that is a good one. Is an it's an absolute legendary movie. And what's crazy is the more I watch it, the more I never realize how many significant things that you miss in the movie. <laughs> like uh, like when the you know when the hound dogs they eat you know the turkey and stuff, and they go out and go get you know duck for you know for Christmas. That yeah. I mean it's it's amazing. One of the it's one of my all time favorite. Fragile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know they made a second one, right? Yeah. Uh, just we're, not, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. But before we really get out of here, let's throw it to John Carlo for our weather report. Yes. So currently in San Marcos, it's 73 and partly cloudy for the rest of the day. We'll be in the high 70s with sunshine showing about 2 to 3 and sunset 4 5 30 with a nice low uh, high 60s for the night. Saturday commencement weekend for you graduating Bobcats will be 79 the high, 65 the low and cloudy throughout the day. And to end off the weekend, it will be uh, rainy with some thunderstorms, 30% chance of rain in the San Marcos area, but cooler in the night with 58 degrees and a high of 71. So we'll be feeling all righty. I just have to say real quick, I... I um I got to give a big shout out. Today is my mom's birthday. So, mom, I know you're probably listening. Happy birthday. I just wanted to give you a big shout out. So, happy birthday, mom. You're 34, I believe. She's not not 34, (laughs) but, uh, you know, by heart, she is 34. I hope she's listening. (laughs) She is. But anyway, I love you, mom, and have a great birthday. I love you too, Mr. Graff. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's all. That is so freaking awesome. I love that. But that is going to do it for us here at Bob um, Bobcat Radio. Thank you for my producer, Paxton Graff, and my co-host, John Carlo Cacho. I'm your host, Kobe Jackson. We are wishing you, first of all, for all the Bobcat, for all the, you know, graduating Bobcats, congratulations. I hope you mm-hmm. do well, especially when I know we have some graduating people from the KTSW staff. So for, you know, you Bobcats, congratulations. Hope you do well in the foreseeable future. I want to wish you guys a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to all Bobcat and Rattler fans. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful winter break, holiday break. And now let's get you back to the other side of radio.